0: Well, balls, balls, balls. <laughs> Whoa.
1: Bold City Longsword presents Swords in Stereo.
0: The stereo i'm matthew stinson oh i'm
2: lucas de Blossy. i'm still him
0: <laughs> keith am and we have uh marshall and dylan from savannah introduce yourself and tell us the name of your school
1: uh well uh you said it i'm uh marshall strong from scala st george savannah um
0: and I'm dylan eden same club all right us. so y'all teach italian sources from fiore there yeah, I mean, that's uh, the focus of our club anyway. I mean, we we do other
1: stuff, but it's mostly um, Fiore Longsword, to be sure.
0: All right, so, so uh, what we're going to do is uh, the po- the podcast is for newer people that ha- are recently starting HEMA. So uh, I know jack shit about uh, Italian, uh, especially, you know. So uh, you say
1: whatever I want.
0: Yeah, and I'll believe you, <laughs> and then we'll get some cool we'll emails. these new people yeah. uh, yeah, so first it's, <laughs> it's magic.
2: You gotta let your well, limit break. So, in reference to Italian longsword, why should they train German longsword?
1: Ah, uh, well, I guess because most people do, and it's it's good to do what everybody else does all the time,
0: right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> conform, just conform yes. to the <laughs> youth of America. Just do what everyone else does. Fiore, the flower battle. There's multiple versions of that book, right? Right. Do you train from one? Do you do y'all splice them together?
1: No, we use all of them. I mean, so Flower Battle's pretty internally consistent between all the versions that we've got. You know, one of them is written in, in Latin, and I think the, the people who translated it did a really good job, but I think it's a really hard translation. It's got really pretty pictures, so I mostly use the images in that one. Um, but most of most Fiore people lean towards the Getty. Um, I see that as kind of like the most mature version of the work but no I, I think we all read across all of it and I, I borrow from body uh he comes a little later and i also kind of like read across time into Brooke DeBru- Dobringer um just to get like a contemporary take
0: and that's that's kind of where we sit so if i wanted a copy of the flower battle and i get on amazon and that first one that pops up is that a certain version or is that a, a i don't know a, i know when they
1: sell i know that um was like Tracy Mello started selling one recently, but honestly, if I were a guy looking at, um, yeah, Hatcher, I'm sure this is good. So I actually <laughs> hadn't looked at this. So I've been handed the, um, Tracy Mello, Colin Hatcher version. I'm sure this is awesome. What I would do if I were going to get into Fiore, or if I were curious, is I would look up the Fiore Wittenhauer compilation, yeah. which is uh, put out for free as a PDF. You might just have to Google around on that, but it's got all four of those, uh, Additions we were just talking about. And they're laid out across each other so you can compare. So this is kind of good board. To the, so That's where
2: I would start. They put one out for Lichtenhauer, too. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, cool. exactly. Yeah, so that's amazing. When,
1: so do that. If you think it's cool, then then start collecting 10 different copies of the same thing, because that's what we all do. But um that's where I would start, for sure.
0: Yeah, I just collect swords, though. Yeah, I'll do really. that too. <laughs> <laughs> St. George, when I, I first heard that name... I just assumed you named yourself that because you were from Georgia, and then I didn't George. ever think, I never thought about it again. And then I learned, I was like, oh, that guy killed a dragon, too. That's double cool.
1: We had some really good sword fighters, I think, in Savannah and in Georgia, uh, like Kashmir Pulaski, uh, and I think we would have gone that route we would have been like a saber club or something like that. But no, Scholar St. George is, um, I think, one of the older, I mean, I, you say, like, where do we start Ema? you know? Is it like, there's, like, proto-HEMA in America. Like, I mean, people have been doing, like, SEA. You know, I know that you're involved with that, Keith. But, like, so... Kids have been but hitting each other with sticks
2: for years. St.
1: George is a really old HEMA club. I, I, I'm i kind of kicking myself right now. I don't know the exact start. But it actually started out as an SEA group. I'm called the Company of St. George that our founder uh, Brian Price, was involved in. I, I don't know. I think he helped start it. I don't, I don't know enough about that early history to tell you exactly. Kind of their thing was, like more on um, like the authenticity and the garb and kind of like more formalized dueling that they were doing that they, they want to do more of like a living history kind of thing. And I'm, I'm sure like you know like if you spend any time in the SCA there's there's like people doing really really cool stuff and there's people doing like Fair stuff basically <laughs> like so it, it's kind of like all over the place so I think they were trying to create sort of like a, a cohesive bubble that was all you know open to everybody. Um, but like had a, a certain goal in mind, and kind of like I think early days like Haka Arma, um, I think yeah. Scholar Saint George kind of came up alongside those in that that early period of HEMA. But yeah, there's clubs all over the country. Um, it's continuously run. What, we what's the that. what's the
2: what's the structure of it between clubs and, and leadership? Yeah, right? I mean, right. it's a, the the idea is that it's supposed to be a cohesive school, right? So we
1: have like ranks and that kind of thing. You can almost uh, I don't want to make too big of a deal because we're not like a karate club. It's more like, you know, like it tells you what you're supposed to be focused on. But the idea is that like, you know, that if you're at my club and you're working on that like first level, it's the same curriculum that you would get if you were in Texas working on that level, you know? So uh, each group and teacher kind of emphasizes the things that are interested interesting to them, but like, you know, that core is, is there and it's the same problem. It's actually why we got started. So there's like, or started with College Saint George, like so. I saw a demo and I, I was like, oh, I want to do HEMA. Um, and one of the uh, guys there was my uh, teacher Brian Johnson in Atlanta. Then uh, there was also Atlanta Fryfector was there, and it all looked really cool. And I didn't know anything about Italian or German. I just wanted to get started doing HEMA. And this is like 2013, 2014, somewhere in there. And like there was stuff on YouTube, but it's not quite as blown up as it is now. Like I think post that like new york times video if y'all remember you know so, yeah. like hema really exploded around 2014 2015 um and the reason we joined is kind of like the um it's like the sort of carolina thing like there was like an online resource that seemed good to keep us on track and they had that organized curriculum and that's just kind of how i ended up as a viewer I,
0: th- I think that's uh that's good when you have a focus and uh Everyone in Hema seems to, you know, there's a, there's a lot of freedom. You can say I train Hema, and that can mean literally anything yeah. <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, you I'm, know, I'm a pugilist. Yeah, I sound like a, a
2: sling thrower. <laughs> right, right. So, so to
0: have like a set of certain things you want your new people to learn and focus on when they first come in, uh, I think that's great. Yeah, it's like, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. This a pretty clear
1: cut. it's a good, it's a simple like curriculum to follow. Like they, I mean, I, in some ways, it needs to be um, updated, but you know, I think you could still get started with it now if you wanted to. If you're um, out in the hinterlands and there was no club,
0: so y'all all share the same curriculum. You said so. Who's in charge of updating that, or so can you just like put in a request? Like, uh, <clears throat> kind of.
1: Um, so there's a group of like study group leaders and instructors that that communicate. Yeah, the the curriculum in theory is constantly updated, kind of by the consensus of that group. There's no like, there's no like head editor. Um, it's definitely like a consensus-driven thing. Like I said, it probably needs to be updated a little bit more in places. But yeah, yeah. anybody anybody that's been around long enough to kind of be trusted and like run a group or kind of formally become an instructor can do that. So is, is there a scholarly track
2: in, in yeah, the organization that's of it. And as well? As a that's part of thing.
1: it, um, actually. So you, you don't you don't get to um, <laughs> you don't get to like the the <laughs> to be considered like an instructor. Like you have to write papers along the way. Um, oh, cool. Actually, so our our club it's. It's actually um, designated as, like, an educational group, not a martial arts club. So the focus, like, necessarily has to be and is kind of on the educational side of it first. You know, of course, we do the fencing as well, like, kind of the um, experimental, like, archaeology, um, if you want to call it that. But, um, no, there's, like, reading requirements. and yeah. um, So Brian Price's big thing, like, he was really... I mean, people kind of make fun of Fiore people about this, a little stereotypical, I guess, but like it it is interesting. (laughs) He was really interested (laughs) in kind of like the the chivalric culture, you know, like which is, you know, coming from like his stuff with like the SEA. So, Scala St. George's actual like intent is to use Fiore not just to understand Fiore because he's cool, but to try to better understand the military traditions of the 14th century and earlier. And there's no source on that, so Fury's about as close as we can get. So they're almost kinda of like extrapolating ideas from that to apply to like you know, like more armored fighting and that kind of thing. Now that's not necessarily like my primary interest in HEMA. You know, I, I think they're they're doing good stuff, but that's that's sort of the stated goal of Scott St. George as an organization. to uh, so look at military rather than civilian tradition.
0: So the the Flower of Battle book that was written more for soldiers? No, I,
1: I don't think you can say that. I, I think that they are trying to... I mean, there's no good source for that, right? All we can do is maybe look at, at you know, material artifacts and, and like, writings and art. Um, they're just... They're using that stuff and also fury because it's an earlier manuscript that, you know, like, the, the military people at the time, they didn't write a... A book on how to do it—you just learned from your uncle who was killing people with swords, and, and nobody <laughs> needed to write anything down about that. I never. Had so, like, Fiore's Fury, audience is probably the same as the other fight books from the time, right? Like, he's probably, you know, to, to use an anachronistic term, like a growing middle class, but like a, a burger class. Like, there's there's people in the cities in Italy with money coming up, and they wanted to do the same thing that the rich people do, like you know us middle class and lower folk do now they they copy the rich people and the rich people had swords so uh, you get a book and you learn how to do it and that's probably the audience but i think the argument that scholar saint george is making is that you can since it's earlier and maybe closer to that time period you get more from it if you're studying a military tradition than you would a later manuscript
2: because it's closer
1: right 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 you know like you can you can buy that or not, but that's, you know, that's the idea. It, it, I don't remember what I had for lunch last Wednesday, right? So, like, HEMA is incredibly tough. So, trying to figure out how people were fighting in, like, a military tradition, like, you know, you got to throw people a bone and, and realize you're doing the best they can sometimes.
0: So, right now in HEMA, uh, Longsword's still king. Yeah, it's the most fun. So what?
2: (laughs) (laughs) shots fired.
0: (laughs) So what other weapons are in the Scala Saint George toolbox? Well,
2: so So, all right. So that's a
1: Scala Saint George is an interesting question. So like, as part of like the curriculum, you're required to pick a breadth weapon. Like you have to pick something besides longsword along the way, and kind of like cross specialize in that. There's no rules. So like, people, I mean, you could you could pick something that's maybe not even medieval. Um, and still study it. Sure, yeah, you could, I mean, there's if you baton. wanted to, like, yeah, well, there's baton <laughs> in the manuscript, There a couple plays, anyway. Um, but you can you can pick, like, other stuff and basically apply Furian principles to it, which is the idea is that you've, like, internalized the principles of the martial system, right? Try not to go too off topic here, but, like, one of the cool things about Fiore and the fact that it's an early manuscript, is when you look across it, He's he's clearly showing, like, a, a full tradition. It's not like... You can argue looking at Talhofer say, that it's, like, a bag of tricks. Like, he's, he's showing his resume. He's like, here, I know how to do this weird thing with a scuba suit, and then I can stab you. You know, like, it's just like... It's kind of, like, all over the place, right? But Fiore, like, very clearly is showing a tradition. And we shouldn't, I think, take that for granted, because it's, like, a very, like, maybe modern way to organize information. But, like, the things he shows you in the beginning in, like, the dagger section are, are, are intended to apply to the longsword section. He, like, refers all over the place. So there's a handful of fundamental moves in Fury that he applies to all weapons. And Scott St. George, I think, wants you to, like, they want to know that you understand that and um, you're working within that. It's kind of long-winded. It sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah? You guys? Were, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I know that Meyer, like, you know, I, I probably know least about Meyer, but I know that he shows, like, a, a variety. But um, maybe to circle back to the original question, uh, in Fiore, though, if you're just going to use the source, like, and I'll probably forget something here, but you got longsword in two hands, you've got arguably longsword or kind of like, you know, something in between in one hand, uh, poleaxe, spear... The baton. He, there's a, a, a play where he's like on the toilet or something, and somebody's attacking <laughs> with a dagger, and he, he does a, a thing and trips him. So you know, like you got that. Um, there's uh, a what, what, sword st- on the horseback. <laughs> no, no, you can't. Oh, just, go ahead, go ahead, go <laughs> ahead. <laughs>
2: Where's the Where's the, page? No. Where's the picture? Of, I, I, it's, it's, I think. it's well, we can of the the dagger look at segment. this afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> Snap! Does he pull um, his pants up? I know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's sitting <laughs> on a stool, but it always looks okay. like a toilet,
0: man. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't. Um. I would step one leg out. That's how I you would. You guys, do guys do it. have a yeah. bathroom here. We
2: can. I can show you. Yeah, yeah. Interpretation
0: later.
2: No street shoes in the bathroom, though. You got to wear the slippers. But but the idea is like so like even within the dagger
1: section, the dagger section is huge, and like I haven't even worked all the way through it at least not enough to like speak about it. But like there's stuff in the longsword section where he's like, if he does the first remedy, you know, of the the first dagger, um, then I can do this. You know, and there's no dagger in the longsword play. But, but he like directly references yeah, yeah, back yeah, to yeah, the Yeah, and dagger he's section. talking about like a shoulder lock that he uses nice. with a dagger,
0: right? Yeah. like My Meyer, Meyer expects you to have read the book before you've read the book. Right, right. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> And Fiore does that too, he never shows you how to cut. He never I mean he he certainly uh, <laughs> expects you to know a lot of things that nobody knows when they start EMA, you know? Yeah, uh, that's,
2: that's consistent across all yeah, the sources. Yeah. Like peasant's, peasant strikes and whatever. Uh, yeah, well, we, you we, know, the common nobody... fencing. And we think about that now. Like, if I were, like, say I was going to be, like,
1: a, a marksmanship or, like, you know, pistol instructor or something, like, uh, 2,000 years from now, we've gone through three apocalypses, <laughs> and we're roughly, like, we're not really using pistols anymore. Like, it's no weapon. Are we talking like, about Dune again? Like, I would, like, um, <laughs> like... I, I would have to go through all these assumptions. There's things that like you and I know just generally from like uh, like watching movies and being around guns, Call somehow, of Duty, like, uh, yeah, playing Call of Duty. Like, uh, you know, Street. like that's all that's all just kind of built into like what we know about a gunfight, I guess. You know, like I, I wouldn't have to explain
2: it, right. but it's it's in the culture. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. everybody's assumed to know uh,
0: <laughs> until you, the shit goes down. Then you're
2: like, kind of, well, that's <laughs> a really <laughs> interesting
1: rabbit hole there about how wrong modern conceptions of how violence works are sure, sure so is common fencing that wrong too but that's you no know, common that's, fencing is generally better than most of y'all's interpret not just y'all but HEMA broadly. <laughs> Like <laughs> common fencing is generally better than most people who suck at Hema, trying to like walk in and master like this channel, or like on day one and they're they're like uh, enamored by all this like master cut stuff and they they don't they don't understand the problem, but they're trying to understand the solution. Like, that's a yeah, right.
2: huge you, problem. In you, your you're mind. trying to understand the <laughs> logic behind it before you even understand the then, grammar and what's
0: going on. We whole episode about, like, how it all feels like magic until you realize it's well, not magic at all. We, we, yeah. we hate
1: to do this in HEMA because we have this idea that everybody's going to, like, go to the Olympics or something. We have to build people up, like, brick by brick. But honestly, I think most people, like, in some way would be better served just kind of, like, not knowing HEMA existed and, like, give them a stick and, like, just go to the park, like like a lot of the people who are good now, and they're kicking this ladder away. You know, like the the people that became instructors and stuff, and Hema started. Um, the show was just kind of like experiment and, and sh- like free. flow It sounds with like it. you're
0: saying we should start recruiting larpers. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> <laughs> just just find a LARPer <laughs> club and adopt them. We've been down that road. It, yeah, it did, didn't it, make it. it did not end well. <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever had one. Yet. Yeah. So 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 let's say. I've been doing German Hema for three, four years. Then I have to move for work or some bullshit. I end up in Savannah. I'm coming to your school now. Didn't that happen with uh, yeah. your guy? Uh, yeah. yeah, we got Sam now. Yeah. yeah. So um, what? What should I expect to be different? Yeah, I, it depends on your
1: manuscript. Like I said, I, I I know very little about Meyer to be perfectly honest. So it's hard for me to compare and contrast there. I think in a lot of ways things would be surprisingly similar, right? Like I think that as much as the people who don't actually fence much but they sit around and like argue on Facebook would like you to think, <laughs> these guys, whether they were in Italy or Germany, were all playing the same game of baseball. So there's like subtle differences, you know, like their elbows bent the same in both areas and they had the same goals of like cutting the other guy and not getting you know, not getting killed while they were doing it. So huge overlap. Now I would say compared to you know, I know a little bit more about Lichtenauer. Comparatively, I think that Fiore is like frustratingly simple sometimes. Like, and um, you know, that's what I'm, I'm teaching. You know, a class here tonight. Is what, I'm worried about boring your people because I know that Meyer has all these like fancy like ten part. I don't even know don't, how. Don't worry. Don't worry. We we've, we've, no, know. I we dumbed down significantly. How, how you guys are ever able people. to <laughs> use that stuff? Like, you know, cause, like I can't. I can't think like that. But like, so it's it's ludicrously simple stuff. Like our plays, and like you learn. You can learn everything. In the longsword section, anyway, you, you know, conceptually in a few weeks and you spend the next, like, you know, as long as you live learning how to do it right, you know, the, the plays and stuff themselves are pretty simple. I don't think it would be drastically different, and I think
0: that uh, most theorists uh, would be happy to have the uh, the German bulk. Besides, so like uh, with Kadia, there's like five or six authors who all basically wrote the same thing. They plagiarized each other. They, they tried to oh, update are a about bit. What, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, they're so, all—it's
1: all like the the Gospel according to Lichtenauer, And you have these guys coming <laughs> later, and they're like, they're they're writing glosses, right? But they all think they're
0: so. Are there guys after Fiore? That did that well, yeah,
1: Vadi. Uh, there are. There are. I mean, this is a little trick. It's it's trickier than it is with um, Lichtenauer, right? Because with Lichtenauer, like you know what they're doing. They're they're like a, they're explaining in the margins what they think you know this meant, right? But we have Vadi that comes I, sixty or eighty years later than Fiore. I, I forget off the top of my head and. The dates are actually a little bit fuzzy anyway. He basically plagiarizes Fiore. Like, it's the same manuscript with the exception of a couple plays, and he tweaks the guards, which is interesting because, you know, like, there's conversations about, like, how did how did longsword fighting slash fencing change during that time period that we can all argue about. Um, so so that's there, but he never he never references Fiore. He just, like, copies his book, you know, and kind of presents it as his own. Um, and then there's also, like, if you're familiar with, like, the Hans Metal thing, like, there's like a German flower of battle. I, I need to like get more into this. I, I've looked at it, but I hadn't like done a lot of the like historiography on it. Um, but there's like, you know, German sources that are clearly from the same tradition, either um, influenced by Fiore, or, you know, probably more likely they're both part, or, part of a, a bigger tradition that like we don't know who started. Um, so, yeah, there, there's stuff out there.
0: So, what about the the later Italian stuff? So, like, uh, I got a couple of Bolognese sidesword books here. Are are their language going to be the same as Fiore's language, as far as the, the terms they're using, or I think has so, it evolved I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What do you the, think? You, uh, you you do
1: certainly see some of the same. I think the like, concept of tempo uh, exists and it's kind of distinct in Italy. Yeah, I mean, that starts showing up even later, though. But like with the. Uh, well, body's got, it. body describes tempo, if you've already yeah. gotten. And I think that the terms, like the uh, stessa tempo, duo tempo, I think uh, they keep using that in in Italy for a yeah. while, if I'm not, not a, So uh, some of the terminology, like, stays up through, like, that side sword, like, Bolognese era, uh, as far as, like, guard names. Yeah, I think um, uh, Porta de Ferra, I think, yeah. lives on, which is, in it's, like, totally different. But you see that in the German traditions, too, right? Like, Meyer has guards that are, like, the same name, I think, as, um, with like, narrower guards but like they're kind of different. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah I think what is the iron gate? I can find like four different. Yeah. And so and we and have, well, that's 2 to affairs, We have an
1: iron gate, too. Yeah.
0: And they're all a little different, mm-hmm. if not radically different.
1: Yeah, but our iron gate did come first. So, yeah, but then yeah, you fine. know, so like it, those names continue and a lot of the terminology continues, but when you get a little farther forward into like 17th century, the the strict rapier guys kind of throw it out and they're like first guard, second screw, yeah, screw yeah, that yeah. word soup. Uh, like a to, more modern way of thinking, yeah. I think to like number things, yeah, you know, more militarized. Yeah, like obviously, like just like anything modern, you know, we come up with names based on what it's been called before. Sure. And so within that Italian tradition, even if like Marazzo was not connected to Fiore in any way, he's probably familiar with like his existence and had heard those names thrown around. It is probably highly unlikely that Fiore invented all those names. Oh yeah, like, I mean, you using you he heard, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, well, all of uh, Fury's guards are generally like given a name for for what they look like, you know. Like I think some like the German uh, guards, I think are maybe a little bit more cryptic. But um, you can usually like kind of like look at what Fury's doing. There's like a, a visual connection. Well, they're, they're cryptic to us sometimes because we lack the context. But there's a lot of fun, fun. research into what like, some sure, of those names. Right. Would have if meant you go to, to uh, um,
2: Jessica Finley's Patreon. And, yeah. uh, for some money at that, she does a lot of really cool translation work sure. and she's looked at, um, like hunting with hawks and translating right. German manuscripts <laughs> from, uh, from, from that stuff and, and now applying it to
0: fencing. And she's come up with some really cool interpretations. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine though? Like if, so like if we, we were creating our own system now and we were naming all this shit, like, like. Two hundred years from now, they'd be like, "What the fuck's the SpongeBob Guard? Why right, right, yeah. is he went through Napoleon <laughs> yeah. Dynamite?" you like, they would have no idea what we're talking about. But to up. us, it would make all right. of the Eddie sense. Bravo, our way through. Yeah, all the guard ed- names. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, like, you gotta go through the honey hole to the Tony Montana. Right. You know? The twisted toenail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Shaka, when the walls fell. So uh, well, we're in quarantine right now, but when y'all start back up, how can people, if there are people in the Savannah area, Didn't want to come it's over. It's over, well, over <laughs> Florida.
2: It's like, yeah, you can come fence with us crazy. now. I mean, we're, um,
0: we
1: don't, we're, you know, we're, we have modified get togethers now or whatever we're following like kind of best practices. Um, but things are opening back up in Savannah. Um, so we are not right now at our normal location. But anyway, yeah, if you're listening to this and you want to find us, um, is our club's personal website. Also, you can find us on the um, HEMA Club Finder. No kind of like podcast where like, you know, newer people are, are listening should uh, miss the HEMA Club Finder. If you hadn't looked at that, go check it out. Um, and um, scholarsaintgeorge.org is our national site. You can get in touch with us there or see if there's a club in your area. Awesome.
0: Well, balls, balls, balls. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Bye, Internet. It's a good
2: club <laughs>
1: This episode of Swords and Stereo was produced by Final Plank Media Productions. Theme song for Swords and Stereo is Thunderer by Professor Ogma. Check him out, too. To find out more about Bold City Longsword, visit their website at jacksonvillehema.com. To find more Final Plank Media produced podcasts, visit finalplank.com or visit us at finalplank.com on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening.